What's going on, guys? We are back with another Let's Get Active podcast, man. What's going on, Lamar? Season two. You know, we got to put that out there. Season two, because we still going. Yes, sir. So we we got a guest for this one, Camo Boomin. What's up with you, man? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, sir. It's Mr. Boomin. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> you look, you look, so I'm going to tell y'all. So I met Camo, I want to say, two years ago. Two or like almost three years ago at a party. Uh, I think I think you were at that party too, Jay. It was a, it was a Halloween party, bro. It was around this time. I think we, I met you. It was around this time. You had a, I think you had some NSA shit on or something. Yeah, I'd have had a Akatsuki thing I got on that. Yeah, I that, that, that was the first time I met him. Cause I, I don't know if that. I was there, bro. I don't, think, I don't know if I was there. Or because, oh, no, you weren't. Because that's when I went out with uh, Katie and now. Katie came out. I remember that. But, yeah, I met him out like three, two, three years ago. And we, he was on the cruise with us. So that's been my boy ever since. Uh, I didn't even know. Y'all didn't know each other, though. Like we was talking about before we started. As many times you out here, and as many times he's out here, I, I assume y'all are already. Because I always see, I always see him like in y'all snaps, and obviously like Drew and Drew stuff, and then obviously I be with you all the time. But I feel like we've never really, you know what I'm saying? Like been there yeah. at the same time. <laughs> wait, wait, I think he was here. Remember, uh, you were down here, and we went to um, where we go? We went to uh, what's that place? Uh, Lanes. We went to Lanes with uh, Katie and Betty. Yes. I know he was here that week too. Yeah, I was there, but you, uh, you, you left us though. So it's uh, mm. not talking. Mm. I don't even talk about that. That was active. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that was active. I had things to do. I was trying to go out that night. I had things to do. But no, how how y'all been, man? Good, going, getting through. It's been good, man. I. Uh... Well, I feel like I say the same thing every time because I feel like at this point my life's pretty consistent. Like okay. I, do the same, I do the same stuff. Like I go to work, come back, work out or do a podcast. That's really it. And like I give myself like you know two or three days on the weekend to kind of figure out you know where I want to go either hang out with cousins or friends or whatever. But besides that, bro, I really be should be chilling now. Really it, bro. But, yeah, that's, that's like. You saying like your life been real consistent. That's what we talked about. Like, um, uh, I brought it up like in our previous podcast where I was like, bro, I really been down or feeling the slump because like my life just been too consistent. Like, I just go to work, go home, and down have my two days on the weekend where I actually turn up and go crazy. But I can't. I took the advice you said. You're like, you told me like just do some different stuff or whatever. Yes, so, sir. I went to the driving range and was playing golf, bro. Oh, bro. Wait, who'd you go with? I went with my co-workers. I'm real cool with him. He's been, like, he golfs a lot. And, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I golf, blah, blah, blah. I golf. Like, I go out there with you, bro. I went out there. I was like, bro, this is not the same as a putt-putt. It's, it's not It's not top golfing, bro. <laughs> bro, it's totally different. But, yeah. like, since me personally, I, like, challenged myself. I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And it's actually, like, real interesting, especially, like, if you don't 
golf and you are a type of person like to challenge yourself, it's like, okay, I'm gonna figure out how to do this. I'm gonna get good. So I was like, all right, I'm I hit I got, you know, yeah, I'm I I got a couple good hits in. Couple but, uh, one or two. Because I, but, no, but like, I want to say it's like a hundred balls in that basket. I want at least, I want to say I got at least about a good 20, 25 good hits in. Pause. Oh, he's playing mini golf. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, I was on the driving range. I was on a little uh, course. I was on the driving range. You know? Big boy status. Yeah, come on, man. I had my little glove on and all. I was oh. For real, bro. Challenge, challenge and stuff. I was like, I see a, I was like, that helps. So, what'd you say? I'm saying, so like, how do you, like, afterwards, do you feel like come see some, like, release of that stress or, or just like, it kind of, not really, I, I guess necessarily, it might not have, like, releasing, relieving any stress, but maybe it kind of added, like, some excitement that, you know, just a, just, what I, what I said last time, like, it, it was a disruption in your, yeah. in your, uh, Whatever you were like your day to day. I want to say, least, well, it did repress it to extent because I felt good during the whole process because I wasn't thinking about nothing. I was just like putting my mind on like figuring this out, how to like uh, hit the golf, hit the ball. The like, I even stopped and pulled out my phone to Google uh, golfing for beginners. Like, actually, like put my time into like trying to figure this out. So I could say, in real, and like it created something new. It's not like I'm doing my everyday type of thing. So I was like, this is actually a good place to start. Cause I told I told him I was like, just let me know when you go. I'm down to come with you. So it'd be yeah. something new in my life. But yeah, I for sure say like picking up new things to do that's completely out of your like everyday norm. Cause I could easily go play or, or football or something I know already. But something you gotta actually teach yourself is like, uh, it's like in the long run thing you got to continuously teach yourself to learn it's not something you already know or have like background with mm-hmm. so that's what challenged me so that's why I want to keep doing it but besides that let's get into the quote and I feel like there's going to be a good quote that fits the episode so the quote of the episode is those who seek perfection do not know life Oh, all right, tell me what y'all take from that, though. Can you say it one more time? All right, all right. Those who seek perfection do not know life. Um, I can kind of tie it back to, like, my experience, like, being, like, you know, graduating and going to, like, I always say the quote-unquote real world, but, like, you know, not being in school anymore, just working, you know, working a job, my career, um, I feel like you know, people can you know get kind of you know drowned in their work because I'm a firm believer in work-life balance. So I feel like that quote kind of goes back to you know you you go to work every day and trying to you know kind of not really impress your boss but you know do things that you know maybe get you a promotion or do things that where you won't get in trouble at work. Obviously you should, but like sometimes you can get kind of blinded by that to where you're kind of stressing yourself out or um, you're just feel like, you, you know, you're, you're working yourself to a limit, you're working yourself too hard because you want to be perfect. But if, I feel like if you just do what you're doing, do it your way and not necessarily like the perfect way or not necessarily like how other ways, how 
you might think somebody else wants to be seen. I feel like that's kind of how you can bring it back to uh, that quote where, uh, like I said, you're not really drowning in your work. Um, like I said, having a work-life balance is important where you're not just working, 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 trying to be uh, trying to be perfect, but doing other things that kind of makes you a more well-rounded person. So um, that's kind of how I see it. Just having a balance at work and having a balance in your life to where you're not necessarily trying to be perfect. Because if you are trying to be perfect, I mean, you can always strive to be perfect. Like, what's that saying? Like, aim for the stars and shoot, whatever it is, aim for the stars, shoot for the moon. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> like, you aim for perfection, but you're not always going to get perfection. And that's what you're always trying to reach, and you never get it. Sometimes you can find yourself getting, like, depressed or down on yourself because you're, you, your standards for yourself are too high. Okay. So how do you take it, Cam? Um... That's a good quote. Uh, it's mm. crazy because I feel like I'm like the most imperfect perfectionist. <laughs> like I want everything to be perfect, but I at the end of the day, like my stuff comes out far from perfect. Yeah, but is it perfect like in your eyes though, or like, um, or, or or no, you just think it's not perfect at all. And that's the thing. I feel like it perfect. Perfect is an opinion almost. Yeah, facts. you know, like that's you know, in the eyes of the beholder, it's different. So perfect to me can be like oh you know that's good enough versus somebody else is like nah, it has to be exactly like this that's perfect but i also feel like perfect is almost kind of like inachievable because i feel like everything can be better no matter what it is but at the same time some stuff you know is as good as it can get yeah. so it's really it really depends on the person and uh, yeah. your views but i like that I, like i said i'm probably the most imperfect perfectionist yeah, and uh, it's it's definitely subjective because like I was saying earlier, I mean you can do stuff, you can do like you might be at work and do something to where you think it's hundred percent perfect in your eyes, and then you show somebody, show your boss, and they're like, okay, well I need you to make all these changes. Okay, well to me it was perfect, but it's subjective because whoever you well whoever else you showed might not think it's perfect in their eyes. So it's I think it's it's really subjective, um, and it's kind of like you gotta have your own your own view about your, your own truth. Yeah, that's how, like, especially, like, what you said, like, creates, I guess, a depression or, like, a down, because you're trying to be perfect and hammering stuff in, but you don't know, like, if you're moving in the right direction or not sometimes. So, like, the whole, like, seeking per- perfection and not, uh, um, meaning you don't know life, I feel like it kind of, for me, I feel like it says, like, take time to have fun and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Don't focus or get uh, caught up at work or things you want to do like as far as like having high expectations for yourself i feel like it's more so find that balance of like that hard work and striving for greatness but also still take your time for yourself yeah but taking trips or anything that you like doing just something fun to you yeah but i will say like for people listening the quote is not necessarily to in my opinion it's not necessarily to make being a perfectionist or striving perfection a negative thing because it's not like mm-hmm. you should always strive to be the best you can be like always strive for you know not uh not just not just acceptable but you know the best you can be but we're just i feel like the culture is just saying you're not always going to be perfect and that's okay 
it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like we always say, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be the best sometimes, as long as you generally try to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, too, and more so to like open your eyes to know that there's more out there instead of just trying to like more. It's other things out there other than just your job. So you got to open your eyes. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a good example of that is like a uh, movies. Like, can you name a perfect movie? Before they started doing all that extra stuff, Fast Furious was a perfect movie. Which one? Uh, like, perfect. Uh, like, what do you mean perfect? Like, the story was perfect, like, or like, like a great movie? But that's the thing. Like, you can name a movie. Like, Lamar can name a movie and say, oh, I think this movie's perfect. To me, I'd be like, that movie is trash, bro. Like, okay, that's, just, that's our perspective. Yeah, like I said, it's a mm-hmm. different So I that's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's all in the eyes. But I feel like I was going a different way when you said movies. I was thinking as, like, when you look at movies on social media where you see, like, love stories oh, okay. and, like, yeah. people's lives. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, life, like, if I had this life, it would be perfect. But say you did have that life and not, it might not be perfect for you. Like, your life is what is perfect for you. So that's kind of yeah. how I was thinking about it. Like, you see all these things, you're like, dang. If I had this, my life would be so good. Like, if I had that, my life would be so good. Yet, sometimes you see people have those things, and they're wishing they had your life, and, like, they were normal, and they had your life. So that's kind of how I was thinking about it. Yeah, I looked at it that way, too, but then I realized what he was talking about. But, like, with that, though, like, for me, I've been trying to, like, slow down on social media. Like, I turn my Twitter and my Instagram notifications off, so, like, I want to be tempted, like some, I get a message or a like or a DM or whatever from the group or whatever in general, I wouldn't be too tempted to be on social media. Like I only get on social media when I'm really bored where I like just check in. And like with that and like listen to podcasts, I listen to, uh, I listen to one, I want to say it was today or yesterday, they kind of spoke on some social media. It was like, you will get on social media and see other people's lives and how they doing good or like just for them portraying what they want you to see. And then that creates like the thought of like, dang, I want to be that. Or especially if you're somebody uh, working out and you see people posting their bodies and stuff and it's like, dang, I wish I was there or whatever. But most of the time, famous people or, or, or actors, just everybody in general, they most of the time they get work done or they didn't really work for that body. So you being somebody actually taking time to go through that journey to push yourself to get there. And yeah. you look on social media and see those people like getting up, have the body that you want in a figure and a build or whatever that you want. But you, you don't see that as, okay, they probably pay for it, this and that. You see it as, dang, that's where I want to be. And then you, that kind of, I guess it kind of sets you back mentally because if you knew how they got their body, then you wouldn't care so much about how they, how what they look. But us being, um, I guess, the common people. We don't really see it, so we try to live our life through other people, through social media, through the positivity that they show. But they, you can't really see the back behind the, behind the scenes things through social media. So that's why I try to. I'm trying right now. I'm trying to slowly like deprive myself from social media. Yeah, but I also feel that like it takes a, it takes a strong-minded person to be able to see that and not make it a negative, but more so say, okay, so like you said, using your example. Oh, they're working out. It might, it might set them back mentally, but I feel like the way you should look at it, at it, at it is okay. I want to, I want to look like that. So let me go start working out. You know what I mean? So 
but like I said, it's it's all subjective and all everybody's different. But that's how I would look at it. I would look at, at it as motivation, uh, make me want to go go out and make myself better because not not necessarily that somebody else is doing it, but it kind of it kind of wakes me up to like, dang, if they could do it, why can't I do it? Like 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 the saying I always say, we all have 24 hours in a day. So like, what are you gonna do with yours? If they're doing it in their 24 hours, why can't you do it with your 24 hours? But I don't know. With that, that also that's also like that can be like negative. I wouldn't say negative motivation, but another negative stigma. Cause like, say you had you didn't you had high self esteem about your body, this and that. You didn't care how you look. Like you were comfortable with your body, but then you go on social media and see something that's ideally better than you, and then it's like, okay, I have to work out so I can look at that. So like I like you said, subjective, but it's. That can be also negative too, because someone that doesn't feel bad about their body, and then they go on social media and they see the body that everybody wants, that, that everybody's going for. And then like that's when the thoughts come in your head, like, dang, I maybe do need to look work out. Like you look at yourself in the mirror, like, oh, this might not be good, or this might not be what everybody wants. Yeah, as if like a uh, say a guy posts a picture, you know, and he's six pack, built, six foot, and he gets you know a thousand likes in a minute. Yeah. Versus, you know, regular guy posts his regular body on there. It's like, dang, I get nine likes. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not good to compare because. Yeah. So I, I see what you're talking about on that. But for me, social media, like, I feel like social media has never really bothered me too much to a certain point. Because I feel like it's more of an inspirational thing for me that I see out of it. Like, just positivity. I don't really. Uh, Maybe it's just my following or something. I just don't really see too much negativity. And then I don't really compare so much on social media. I do compare. I do have a comparing problem in life. But I don't. when it comes to social media, like it's something that doesn't really get to me as much as other things. Because I know at the end of the day, it's like there's more behind the scenes going on. So so if you so if you say you don't you're, you like to compare things, but you don't compare things on social media. So like what when when else do you you compare things? Um, more really what you what I hear from people and what I see from people like, you know, if someone I know is like, yeah, I just got this new you know new job and this and that, and I'm you know making all this money. I'm like, oh, you know, he's doing that. You know, I need to get on that. Oh, you know, and not in a bad way, but you know, more of like a, that's motivation. That's motivation for me. Yeah. I love seeing my guys or everybody in my circle. I love seeing them win because then it's like, okay, how am I going to keep up with them? How am I going to mm-hmm. stay on the same status? Like, like, we talk about this all the time. Like, I don't see it as a negative thing. I gotta love seeing my guys win or I, everybody, just like I said, everybody in my circle because then, okay, that gets me going. Okay, like, oh, let me do this, let me do this, let me do that. So we all can be winning and eating together type of thing. So I want to be that person where they be like, dang, Lamar. Um, not negative, but like uh, Lamar, uh, you gotta do something, or you know, like you feel like you left behind. You're the odd one out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if y'all like, you use them as like motivation that they what they doing. Like that shouldn't be negative. Like you shouldn't like feel bad or like that they moving on or they doing good with themselves. Like you see that positivity. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't think like like that. Like it takes somebody with that mindset already to think like that. Cause off the rip. I feel like a lot of people are just going to think about it negatively. They're yeah. not going to think about it as, oh, that's my boy. I mean, how many of y'all, like, have friends, like, friends you know 
that they don't want to, not friends, but people you know that want to see you, you know, they, they don't want to see you doing good. Like, I feel like everybody knows people like that or knows that somebody, maybe somebody they don't, they don't talk to, but somebody that they would know would talk down on them. But it, it doesn't, like I said, why why talk down to somebody else when you can be doing the same thing if you really, you know, that's what you want to do and you put your mind to it. I feel like, like I said, 24 hours in a day. So, like, that's takes hard, but that's hard, though. Like, huh? it's hard to know it's hard to know if like people have your true intentions like for you like you can't really know if somebody in your circle or somebody you're really close with or rocking with if they really supporting you or not until uh until like it comes to the surface like, yeah you can't just it's hard to like i don't like i'm like i personally i don't know nobody in my circle or any like that i'm like close to or whatever that's like not one of the best for me yeah, no, I was I wasn't saying like in your circle, but you know somebody that you might not get along with, or somebody that you beef with or something like that. That if 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 you're doing good, that you, uh, you would think that they would be thinking like talking down on you, like not necessarily in your circle or something. Oh, yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The obvious, they're not. They don't want your best interests like going forward. I'm saying, but. Why? Why are they off? Like, why? Why don't they just say, "Oh, he's doing this," instead of hate on him? Let me use that as motivation so I can be better than him, and then, you know, he's looking at me in envy. You know well, because that's so cool. I feel like that only fits sports. Like, I always, I, tell, I always tell people like, when it comes to that, like people like just hating on you and you're like you know why why would you do that I said, that's that's uh, to me that's definitely for like real fans like it is you don't do anything to these people and they 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 hate you you know they might love you at one point but they hate you and yeah. they got some type of thought or opinion about you i'm like at the end of the day bro you, you're just a fan yeah not for real. they're obsessed with you yeah but i was saying like you can like what i was about to say of uh, that that envy over where yo op or whatever is hating on you you only see that kind of working out where, like I said, in sports, because like, like I was about to say, like if I didn't like y'all and we beefing, I'm then okay. I'll use that as motivation. Like as far as like, oh, I don't like this dude. Uh, he beats our team all the time. He has a negative connotation to him. All that. Then okay, I'm pushing myself to get better at basketball so I can do that. To, I can do what you do us to your team. You know, it could definitely go. It could definitely go in life too, though. It, it can go in life, but you never see it in life. You only see it with sports. I've seen it in my personal life. Oh, I never, I've never, I've never seen, seen it in personal life, and I experienced it, but that was like very young. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I haven't really dealt with nothing like that anymore. And then, like on top of that, I feel like nowadays hate, like hate like that, is really just behind the scenes. Like you'll, it you'll is. never really hear it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless like the middle person kind of. Yeah, that's the only way you'll hear it. Nowadays, it's not up front. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you really don't know who really, like, praying on your downfall type of thing. Like, you never know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's, like you said, it's behind the scenes. Yeah. I can't uh, double back to what you were saying about, like, your social media isn't really, you don't really follow, it's like you're following to where you only see, like, good stuff and stuff like that. I don't see negative on my timeline for social media, but I still I feel like I'm doing this like kind of falling back from social media because like I don't see enough positivity. Like I'll be wanting to get on there and see nothing but inspirational quotes and this and that, but all I see is like 
sports, um, people posting, people posting, people posting sports, sports, then good quotes, quotes, quotes. Yeah. Like, I feel like I want to get on social media, see more good positivity quotes versus all the other stuff, like you said. But that's my following, though. That's the only thing that's bad for me based on people I follow. Like like Twitter, like Twitter's oh, toxic. Yeah, like Twitter's Twitter. toxic. Bruh, Twitter's toxic. It goes back to your following. Yeah, sometimes you gotta unfollow people, man, because you see some stuff on your timeline, you're like, man, I can't be like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And shoot, I feel like your your following goes back to your your haters and, and just people, you know, preying on your downfall. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing, like. You know, you got a bad following or, or you got people following you preying on your downfall all the time. Okay, that's kind of easy to see. Not, I wouldn't say easy to see on social media because you really don't know if it's a fact or not. But, like, you can have, like, two million followers. You post a picture. You only, Like you said, you only get nine likes. So it's like, man, y'all following I mean, me. Just, I mean, but that means yeah. you're cool, but you're still ugly, though. That's what that means. Or that. <laughs> like, man, I got all these followers, but when I post, I don't. Really see that recognition or nothing? Yeah. But it's it's really about who who's liking it. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Who's liking it? Quality over quantity. Exactly. But also going back to what we were talking about, like trusting the people you're around and you know having people in your circle. How do y'all know? Like, say, say you just, like, like I said, say, you know, y'all met, we said, two or three years ago or whatever. So y'all, y'all's relationship is, like, fairly new. So how do you know when you can, like, trust somebody that, like, that's, like, new in your circle? Like, for me, I don't feel like I fully trust somebody until like, we go through, like, hardships. Like, something that might test that that friendship or, or test that, that trust. Or maybe they, they do something that I'm, like, that's a very like, stand-up thing to do. And I trust you after that. Uh, cause actually I was at work and one of the people I work with, they were saying like their kid, um, their kid was, uh, had a basketball game and he didn't get along with the coach or whatever. And then next thing you know, um, apparently like the coach got, um, fired from their job because they reported fraud at their personal job. And after that, the person I worked with was like, at first I didn't like this person, but because they did this thing that showed their true morals and true values, like I would trust that person initially with like anything, you know, like, as far as like coaching you know, my kid too. So like, I was just thinking like, what, like, how do you know like when you can trust somebody? Uh, what you say? I said, how do you feel about that? I'll say like. Like you said, I, hardships is a good one. Uh, something that shows their character. But like me, I go off like how I vibe and connect with people. Like especially like if I can have a deep conversation where it gets deep with and like we like yeah guys joke around play around like with each other time. But once I can have like a serious conversation with you and we both going back and back back and forth vibing and like just talking about some stuff that we wouldn't really talk about on a regular. Once I feel like if I had that converse, kind of conversation with you, well, I, that's how I know, like, there's somebody I can actually, like, be cool with. Because, like, sometimes you do need people where you can talk about anything with, not where it's not just about girl sports and stuff like that. But, like, you can have a deep conversation, advice, or just, just like anything like that that goes deeper than the surface. That's how I feel. I kind of um, 
can like keep you around type of thing. Cause like you like you know like we are very selective about who we hang out with. Like we hang out with the same people. Like if you see me, I have like I have like one or two friend groups in Dallas, and then I have like a, two friend groups that's like kind of outside of college station type of thing. And like you always see me with them because I'm very selective, and I like see that these people are like the type of people I want to hang around with. Yeah. So I have a question for that. Like, how do y'all? How do y'all dish out y'all's trust? So for me, like when it comes to trusting, the way I give trust is I give trust to everybody first. Like this, you get the same amount of trust. Everybody, I meet you, I'm like, this person should be cool. You get the trust. And then for me, what you do after that is what determines whether I can trust you or not. Yeah. Now, I feel like I'm, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, I feel like I'm very, not necessarily that they did anything or that made me feel this way. I just feel like I'm very, by nature, like very skeptical at the beginning. Not that I'm gonna treat that person any type of way. It's just that I'm not gonna consider you, you know, I'm not gonna trust you like I trust somebody I've known for like years that I know I can trust them. Like it's it's just a, it's just a different like a different uh, I don't know it's like just a different situation. Just how people say there's like a different type of way to love. Like you can love a friend different than you can love like your wife or like your parents. But I would trust them, but just in a different in a different way. Like it's just a different tier, I think. I would say I have like both of y'all's like approaches with my trusting. Like so, like Cam said, when he meets people, they everybody gets the same trust, and he goes from there based on what they do. That's how I kind of am. But at the same time, like if someone if I meet someone and they're giving me like bad vibes, then I'm kind of skeptical of them. So I was like, uh. Yeah. Okay. Like, so like when they would say when they say like people when you first meet people they quick somebody they might be quick to tell you somebody else's business or talk down to somebody else. Then like oh, then like okay. So what if I was in that person's shoes and you meet somebody new? Are you gonna like tell my business or talk down with me behind my back type of thing? Skeptical. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical of. Yeah, it comes down to people reading for me. Like that's yeah. how I you know. I'll see signs where I'm like mm, nah. Yeah. But, but most part, I'm like, if you cool on the regular, just, you know, seems like a normal person, I'd rather trust you first than not trust you. And the whole time, I probably should have trusted you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather lose somebody's lose trust of somebody than never be able to gain. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that, that's true. I just I feel like by nature, that's that's just how how I am, uh, mainly because I feel like. Like I say, it's not in a negative way at all, but it's like I've seen people that I've known for 10, 15 years that's like done things. I'm like, well, I don't think I can trust them anymore. Now I feel like I've met people and known them for like six months or a year. I'm like, in that initial, you know, one year, six month phase, I feel like they've done things that I'm like, I could trust this person with a lot. So, I mean, I can, I can see it's probably a negative way that I go into it, but like I said, I'm, a, I'm definitely a people watcher. Like, I'll sit back like, and scan the room. Mm-hmm. Wherever I go, I feel like I'm so aware of my surroundings. Sometimes I feel like I'm too aware of my surroundings. Like I feel like I know everything that's going around with me at one time. I mean, there's a lot of people around me. I feel like I know what everybody's doing around me. And I'm like, in my head, I might be, if I'm with, somewhere with somebody, I'm not even thinking about what they're talking about. I'm like scanning the room about everything. Like all 360 will around me. I'm just like looking around. Just yeah, like, you gotta be careful with that. You overanalyze. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like I do do that sometimes. I do overanalyze things, especially like 
I feel like I'll be out, like me and Lamar will be, you know, in conversation working or something. And I'll get mad about something that I see. I'm just like, bro, why are you mad? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're, you're definitely over you know, Lamar can attest to this because this happened like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Every time, bro, we both, like, especially one second is me mad about something, the next second is you mad about something. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you saying you watch your surroundings? Because I know I watch my surroundings a lot too. Like, I can tell you what somebody else did from across the room. But what you're saying, you watch your surroundings. So say, for instance, you're in a room, yeah. like we're in a building, and you can hear the door open and close. Do you ever feel, like, so tempted? Like, so every time somebody open the door and you go come in or come out, you have to look. And yes. then if you don't, yeah. like, one time you hear it, it's like, oh, like, should I look? Should I, gotta, I gotta look. I gotta look. Because yeah. if you pay attention to the party, you're going to see everybody's eyes move yeah. in that direction. How about you? What I've noticed, like, people that are, I guess, seasoned or they've been working my job for, you know, a long, a long amount of time, they're kind of, like, numb to it now to where they don't even, it doesn't even bother them. Like, somebody open the door, somebody will walk up, like, will walk up to their desk and they don't even see because they're so used to the interaction happening. And I guess they thought about it so long, so, like, so many times that, like, they're, like, training their, training their mind not to do it. Um, but, yeah, because I feel like I've been walking, like, by somebody and they're just like so so zoned in because they walked by thousands 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 of people so many times over the you know over years that it's kind of like they just don't do it anymore. But no, I, I feel like I do have that, that that same thing. Like when somebody is like walking or opening or you hear something drop, you hear some drops, so you have to look see what the drops. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I thought it was just me, but I'll be so like the urge I have to look. But I feel like that's just like out of like our natural curiosity. Like, I feel like we're just naturally nosy people as like human beings. I don't say nosy is just curious. I don't say curious. I mean that's a nice way to put it, but as nosy, bro. <laughs> I'd agree. But uh, to to circle back to what you're saying about um, how you don't naturally like trust people and stuff like that, I feel like it's um, I won't say I guess mental, but I feel like it's just you have to give people a clean slate sometimes or give yourself a clean slate. Like, yeah, it's one of your past did cross you or someone you didn't know cross you. You can't put that on everybody else. Like you have to um, just move on forward, lesson learn, and then move forward. Like, cause that's how I feel like I, I move forward from stuff easily. Like something bad can happen. I'm a trip over for a little bit down by how life is. It is what it is. Then move forward and the same and like some like I can meet somebody else and I'm not even gonna think about the negative somebody else did to me. I was like, okay, this is somebody who can give them I'm they clean slate. But I feel like if you take um it's kinda like in relationships, like we be like we I guess we talk down or be like, dang, um I'm not that dude that did you wrong when you're trying to get a girl that been hurt in the past. I'm not that dude that did you wrong, but you gotta look at it like we don't work. Everybody's not the same. Everybody's not on that same uh, mental level or like same level in life where they can take problems and issues and move on from it. That's how you gotta look at it. That's the best way to look at it. Like how I look at it from like a relationship standpoint or just t- uh, talking to somebody else in a different gender. You gotta just be able to give people clean slates because you never know if they would turn out how you want them to or not. But if you already not trusting them off the jump, it's already putting that um, thought in your head that they can possibly cross you. So boom, they chances went from 100% you trust them to starting at 70. 
and just from there it gets lower and lower versus give them clean clean slate and it's i won't say it's a high probability that they don't mess up or nothing but it wouldn't be as big for you unless you didn't give them clean slate you know yeah and i definitely understand that and like i i 100 understand that i just feel like it's gonna sound bad but i just i just don't care <laughs> honestly like, just, honestly that's like it's gonna sound bad but i could care less that i mean everything you just said i could i could care less about because i don't necessarily need one extra random person like i don't i don't need to have my trust in them like i mean like i don't know how i don't know how to say it without it coming off as negative but that's just how i feel sometimes i don't know it's like Okay, if they're cool, they're cool. If not, it is what it is. I, I, I could care less about you know, having another friend or but Yeah, I feel that. I can I can see that how that works. But I got a like a personal reflection question. Like I need y'all to be my therapist real quick. And now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of goes in hand in hand with Lamar's question. So like I'm being real though. So like when I said that, you know, Cam said that he uh he gives everybody that same amount of trust, and I feel like I just don't because I feel like that's something you have to earn. So like, when y'all hear me say that, does that necessarily make you think that I don't want to trust them off the rip because I might get hurt off the back? Or maybe I just, like I said earlier, I just don't care. Because I was thinking about it after I said it, and I was like, maybe I'm just doing it to protect myself in the long run. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like... It's probably your protect. I feel like the most natural and like first like instinctive instinctive thing is like for you to protect yourself. Yeah. Like you're gonna have that guard. You're gonna have a guard up no matter what. And then I could see at a point where you just get to the point where you're like, I don't care. But because I know a lot of people who are like very untrusting all the time, and I'm like, man, why you why you should trust nobody? Ain't nobody really out here that's shady. And, you know, <laughs> you've been in there, but I don't, I don't trust this person or that person. Man, they've always be on like social media talking, man. I don't trust nobody. Trust yeah. nobody. I'm like, bro, I hate, bro, I hate like, people say that. Like, I hate people say that, bro. I'm like, why? Like, why would you not? I feel like at, at, at the end of the day, like the best people you should take to the top with the top with you is people who you trust. Yeah, but I, I will say, kind of like to rephrase it. I won't say I don't trust people, but like I said earlier, I feel like just everybody has different tiers. Like when I first meet you, you have my trust until you do something that goes against it. But then. Like eventually that trust, you know, you gain more and more and more from me. But so I don't start with like zero trust. I don't start with and like meet somebody like, okay, I don't trust this person with nothing. I can't tell them nothing. So I guess in that sense, when I put it, in, it when I wear it like that, I mean, everybody does, everybody starts with the same amount of trust, but you're not gonna have the same amount of trust that somebody that's earned that trust consistently. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I hate when people are like talking about. Oh, they can't trust nobody. Like everybody fake. Like blah 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 blah. Like nobody cares. Yeah, I'm like man, nobody. Oh. Cares. They that one person in the room that just exactly. Like, oh, trust everybody. Oh. everybody like man, nobody cares. Like literally nobody cares. Like bro, just I just relax. Like <laughs> I never understood. When you put it like, like that, when you put it like that with the tears, that makes yeah, that makes more sense putting it like saying it with the tears because like I'm not gonna kick it with somebody the next day I just met versus uh, before I hit one of y'all up to kick it. You know what I mean? You're not gonna meet somebody and just, oh, okay, let's go be buddy, buddy. No, nah, that's gonna take some time. And like you said, uh, tears or whatever. But 
somebody I'm already cool with and I'm, I'm bored or I got a play going on this weekend or today or just whenever I'm gonna hit y'all up before I hit somebody up I just met. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's level with like people you meet compared to your other friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That, and that's when I said it earlier. That's kind of how I meant it. When I like the the tears thing can also be like in close friend groups too, because like even like with all my friends, like there's more people that there's some people that I trust more than others, and it's not in a bad way, but it's like I know who to trust with what. Yeah, I say at all, but I know who to trust with what. Like I know I can tell Lamar some stuff that he wouldn't tell nobody, versus somebody else I'm yeah. still close to, and they I was like, yeah, they're probably gonna tell. Nah, and it, it, it's yeah, I would say that's kind of I am more so with the deep like personal like feeling emotional shit stuff like that. Like I have like my friends I have, I'm cool with like all y'all, but it's some people where I wouldn't speak on like how if a girl hurt me or something like that i wouldn't tell one one person that i would probably tell somebody else because like mm-hmm. like you said it's tears but i wouldn't tell but I, all all y'all i'm like very close to but i'm not gonna speak something that's real close that hurt me emotionally or something with somebody in my friend group versus somebody else yeah no what i was gonna say was it sucks sometimes because i feel like sometimes talking about how cam said like the the different tiers in a in a in a in a friend group. So I feel like it sucks because sometimes you you got something you know somebody's gonna appreciate and you really want to tell them, but you just know you can't because you know they're gonna tell everybody. Yeah, you know. But you're then like, you got to really want to tell this dude, but <laughs> by the end of the day, everybody else gonna. Oh yeah. So then you gotta tell somebody else so you can get off your chest and like exactly. their reaction just wasn't as big as you know that other person would have would have had, but you just can't tell them because. It's gonna be too much for them. Like you know, they can't hold water. Like this, there, there'll be stuff I wouldn't tell Lamar, but I'm like, man, that man gonna get drunk. And then, you know, <laughs> hey, don't let him get on some crown. He gonna tell, tell the whole story. Well, <laughs> relax, man. It's not bad, but I just know. I'm like, man, I don't know. You gonna say that because like it's the drunk man. I, I'm gonna be that drunk talking. I'll be that drunk all over the place having fun. I'm the drunk that's gonna get you in trouble. Hey, let's go do this. Hey, if you don't do it, you scared. I'm not drunk. I'm if you don't do it, you scary, bro. But now I want to hit on the question that you spoke uh, asked before we got on here. You said um, if there is one thing in life that you can go back and experience, what would it be? So like, would you asking us that question or telling us before we got on here? I feel like it's something that you have in mind already. Um. Yeah, it was if you could experience something for the first time again in life, what would yeah. it be? And honestly, so far I don't have my answer. I was waiting to see y'all's answers first, so I can maybe relate. <laughs> but yeah, because there's so many different things. There's like there's there's deep stuff. There's just literally casual stuff. Like like one casual thing I could think is like I went to a Travis Scott concert like years ago, and I'm like, man, I like the experience to have for like the first time again because that it was crazy. But and then there's deeper stuff. It's like where you can think about like your love life or you know i feel like accomplishments you know you experience like the first feeling of when you accomplish something yeah so let's do um we want to do two one a deep one and one casual one if you got one jay for i can't i can think of one off the i haven't really thought about it, but i can think about it off the, bro, <laughs> off the top right now all the time bro i was like me being a thinker, I'll be thinking about I'm thinking about everything. Like I keep all this stuff in my head running continuously every day. Like yeah, my my, 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 my 
Yeah, my mom definitely goes 100 miles per hour, like, all day. But And, like, it just be random stuff I'd be thinking about. Yes. Sometimes I feel myself just, like, snap out of just, like, daydreaming. I'm like, bro, like, what was I doing for the past five minutes? No, yeah. <laughs> but off the top, I was going to ask, like, so are we talking about, like, one specific experience? Are we talking about, like, can it be, like, a, a time in our lives? It can be a time in your life. Something something that's, like, a first. Oh, so it could, so a, to... it could be a time in your life, but it could be, it has to be like the first time or like. Yeah, I can. I, I, I know. I know one thing. So this one not a deep thing, I don't think, but it's just like a random experience. But I remember like, so I moved to College Station around like fourth grade, um, and that's when I kind of got into basketball a little bit more. Uh, I, that's when I started doing like competitive basketball. So I remember. Um, like this one specific like basketball tryout, and I I, I remember the tryout like to this day. Uh, they kind of just threw the ball out there and we were like playing one on one or playing five on five, and then through that through that tryout, like the coaches got to pick teams, and I didn't know, like, I just moved to College Station, so I didn't know none of these guys. Like they were all new to me, but now in my mind when I'm going back and looking, like those like five ten guys that. I was really close to it randomly. Like I met at that day at that at that uh, bas- basketball tryout. Or like some of my best friends from from like fourth grade. So that's I don't know, 15 years you've been friends. And then like from that from that day, we played some you know every sport together: basketball, football, track. Every year, I mean, and these guys were like you know sleeping at my parents' house, going to basketball tournaments every weekend. So that just that experience for me. I remember us like the first time we all became friends and then just I said we're still friends to this day so I feel like that was a really uh I don't know that was a really cool experience that I can still remember it and like I said those, those are still my, my guys to the to this day and friendships I, I, I yeah. understand that yeah so it's, it's just cool that I can I can remember that like the start and uh just like the experience of like me meeting them and us realizing like we should have that love for like sports together and then it just lasting you know this long like, i still talk to majority of them to this day um so i guess a deep one i would say um you know a deep one would be like the first day i realized not realized but when i met my nephew like it was kind of weird because of the situation but my um my brother like first told me that I was gonna be like an uncle, and then he brought my my nephew like to my parents' house and I met him and we were all like there with him. It was kind of like a surreal experience because like I feel like it was my kid. I, I literally feel like it was like my son. And like to this day, I look at him and it was like like one of mine. Because father moment right there. No, for real, like it's, it's weird. It's weird, like you know how people say we, like yeah. you never love something until like you have something of your own, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's how it is with babies. Like when you see a kid, like a newborn for the first time, like that's family related. You're just like yeah. what? And I think the reason is because like my family's so close. Like my grandma had 15 kids, and Jeez. so like I have a ton of cousins, and like I just know how my uncles are like you know second, third, fourth dads to me. Like, I know how close you are, and me thinking about it's only me and my brother. Um, so like I just know that 
and Lord forbid something happened or like, I feel like I want to be like a second father figure for you know, my, my nephew and like the rest of his kids, his kids now. But I feel like that's like kind of a deep, a deep one for me. But yeah, those, those would be my two. Just let y'all know, Jay's nephews are taller than him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But they better be soon because they're calling me, bro. I, I need I need them I need them to uh I need them to hurry up because I need them to be taller than me, all of them. No, okay, one is one is your height. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, taller than you, bro. No, Isn't your sister not. your same height, Lamar? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel with my little sisters, bro. Like, I be feeling so bad. Like they just had the other day. They had um. Like their first little dance performance for the like, football, and I felt like I was like, "Dang, bro, I'm really missing this." And like, cause I know they want to be there, so I felt so bad. I was like, "That put me in, like, dang." If I was in Dallas right now, I would have been there. Like they wanted me to be, but I can feel that. Like you, um, when your close family or like your siblings, you kind of see them as your own, especially when you see them, like, um, like as a baby, like. So I have a little brother too, but like we you know, we two years apart. So I don't really remember like seeing him when he was a baby because I was young too. But like yeah. my little sister is like hey, I got an age to where I knew there were babies. I knew like I had twin sisters coming. So I don't know. I feel like that feeling was whole like a lot different for me. That's why I kind of like really see like that's why like I do the stuff I do because I know like they're going to latch on to what I do and see what I do. So I try to be real model for them but for my brother too in general but to answer your question my two um i would say going to um an edm concert a rave oh that's it yeah, was, i can relate to that one yeah yeah hey. <laughs> uh, and like especially because it was something I never did before. It was just like all my my friends, my roommates were going, and they're like, uh, "Mar, let's go." And I'm like, "All right, they're all going. I might as well go too. Why not?" And it turned out it turned out, bro. It, it gets crazy, but it's a good time. Uh, where was um, that? It was. I want to say it was in Fort Worth. Uh, I went to Ubi Doobie. Ubi Doobie. That's interesting. Uh, what about you, Jay? Have you been to an EDM concert? I have not, bro. I've only I think you should try it. It's very interesting. <laughs> but nah, I, I brought it to him. Bro, that sounds weird, dude. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> bro, I brought it to him. He said, if I get hit with a bow, we fight. I was bro. First off, you got to get in in the mosh pit and get out. You know, you're not supposed to stay in. You're supposed to get in and get out. Somebody's keep pushing me around and stuff. I'm going to get mad. And I'm gonna I never got pushed around that much. You know, See, bro. you're not solid, Jay. Lamar's talking about being jumping like jumping in the mosh pit and getting pushed and stuff. I was like, that just don't seem like my type of vibe. Man. I think that's just a Lamar thing because I don't think I've seen the time where that man hasn't jumped in the crowd. <laughs> he told me he went to like to crowd surf. I'm like, bro, they no, gonna crowd surf and be live, bro. Bro, they gonna drop you. Then uh, what you gonna say? For the, for the EDM thing, like uh I just got one question, bro. When you went, did they offer you Molly and stuff? Because when I went, like I couldn't. It was every five seconds somebody's coming to, hey, bro, you want you want to buy a Molly? I was like, no, bro. Like, uh, no, nobody actually offered me Molly, but you can tell who are on drugs and who are not at the EDM. Like, 
Because they do that, you know, they do that little light thing. And like, mm-hmm. I was writing in front of somebody while the person was doing the lights in their face. And the, I can see the girl, it's like she went to a whole nother universe while she's watching the lights. So I was like, yeah, she. Wait, what? Huh? I super dilated, just out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do, they do some. It's like, it's hard. I don't know what it's really called, but it's like they, because they have lights all over their fingers. Clock or thing, but it's like EDM. So you sit there and you just watch. And like, I like the girl, she went into like a whole different universe and then stopped. It's like she should. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, nobody uh, asked me for Molly or offered me Molly, but you can tell it was on drugs. But no, for sure, it's something you guys experience, right? You got to go to EDM concert at least one. Yeah, I feel like something to try. At least one. Set it up, bro, and I'll go. All right, I got you, bro, for real, for real. And then for my second one, my this one is kind of deep. Well, it's deep for me because, like, the emotions and stuff, I felt it's a compliment, but it was so – when I graduated, I had a um, graduation party. And, like, yes, this, sir. <laughs> this is my first time, like, growing up. I wasn't a big – I don't go to parties and stuff, but I was in a type of house parties, like – my parents asked me want to have a party or something like that. Like, no, nah, no, I don't want to do it. I don't because like the whole idea of having to clean up after people and stuff like that. And I just didn't want to like I didn't like really have a lot of people over, especially I really didn't know them or close to them. But no, I graduated. I was like, I told my parents I like graduation party. I want everybody, my friends, family. I want everybody. So they set it up too. I had all my Jay came. I had a lot of friends come. My family come, drive down and come. And like it was good, but then it was time to cut the cake. And like my dad gave a speech, my mom gave a speech, and like y'all know, I was I was drunk already, but I was still I wasn't drunk, but I was buzzed. But I was like in a good place, like alcohol wise. But that kind of hit me hard, cause like I say I never, yeah. So look, like I have friends here, my family here, and like I never, I think that's the first time. I might I might be wrong that mom uh pops if you hear this correct me when y'all listen to the episode correct me if I'm wrong or not but this like was like the first time I ever heard a speech of like how both of them were proud of me like as, as a speech I heard them say they proud of me before but they gave speeches and like how my family and friends around and like I started crying bro like that's how that's how happy I was like tears of joy type thing I was like happy that like I feel like like you said I love I feel like all my friends and like my parents, my family, they were proud of me. Next, you know, after they gave a speech, next, you know, I'm hugging everybody in a party. Everybody hugging me, enough to hug me. Now, like, I, I don't know, but that was like a good day for me. And then, like, once I, um, it, I snapped back fast. Like, once all that happened, everybody hugged me and stuff like that. Next, you know, I think somebody was like, uh, time to shot. After that, I was back good, back, like, enjoying myself. And then, like, we ended up out that same night. So I feel like that was like, I'm like that's the that was the best day in my life, bro. If I'm being honest with y'all, that was the best day in my life. Yes, sir. Graduation day, always good, always good. Yeah. Well, it was not my graduation day, but it was my graduation party. We had oh, it like party, two party, yeah. after, yeah, a week or two. It was like the same week, right? Like yeah. the next week or something. Like I think that. it was the next week. I want to say it was the next week or the week after that, like two so weeks. Much. But mm-hmm. okay, it's your turn now, man. We gave our two, so give y'all two. You had no time to think. Uh, 
I gave, did I give my casual? I think my casual was what? The Travis Scott okay, concert? Okay, you said, yeah, Travis Scott concert. Yeah, because I think this was before he, like, this was, like, I think Birds in the Trap when he released, like, right after he released that. So this is, like, before tickets were freaking, like, an arm and a leg. Before Astroworld. Yeah, way before that. And, and uh, we got in for cheap. And, uh, yeah, we got really close. And, like, uh, I always like going to concerts. I think that was, like, my first, like, big concert, like, big artist concert. So, and uh, even then, it was still a small venue. But uh, I remember that because it was a great time. We got clothes and everything. It's crazy because I remember, like, that night is one night I met. I ended up meeting one of my, like, she's my ex now. Like, but she was, like, ended up being my girlfriend, uh, I think, after that. So, I think, but I'm like, it's crazy. Like, I feel it was on some movie vibes. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, what? Meet somebody. Where'd y'all meet? And like, at a Travis Scott concert. Like. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually live, though. You'd be like, what? You'd be like, you never expect nothing like that. Um. But yeah, I'd say that's something I can uh, experience the first time on like some casual stuff. But for like something deep, um, it's hard because I'm like, there's so many things. Um, for me, it'd probably be on like some like some lover boy shit. It'd be uh, like probably like you know your your first your first like high school crush because you're like so naive. Yeah, I was like so naive. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know any better and all this, so I didn't really have much to worry about. Versus, you know, nowadays you're like, oh man, this, that the third. So yeah, probably like your first high school crush because you really don't have any other feelings but like the crush itself. Yeah, and and that's all you know. And then I don't think there's a, you know, a feeling more better than that. Yeah. That was that was a good one. Um, now, when Lamar told me that one earlier, that's when I was like, "Dang, that's gonna be a good conversation." We talk about that. No, yeah. for real. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Um. So I got a question for y'all. What's up? So, like, with the whole life thing and like experience and stuff, like, what would you consider something like? It doesn't have to be something, or maybe maybe an idea or something that, uh, that keeps you going. Like, what keeps you going so far? We're here now. We're all, what, 22, 23. Like, what, what's keeping you going? Hey, first off, Jay is not 23. That's old man. He's, like, what, 26 now? I am 24. <laughs> what the heck? Man, that's the same range. I heard you hey, talking about. It's, it's, Kobe, it's Kobe year, bro. He, he, he's still I'm like, young. I'm in my Kobe year, man. Finna me in my Ben Simmons year, though. Let me, let me stop, though. <laughs> Um, I guess it's two things for me. Like, one, obviously having like siblings that keeps me going because I know, like, especially me being the oldest, so I can't be a bad example because it's like, like I said, the siblings or like they're gonna see, like, they're gonna kind of tend to look at your life and kind of carry you the same. Like, if I'm doing bad and they start doing bad. And my parents kind of check them for it. They're gonna, my, they're gonna, so my sister be like, but Lamar's doing this. I don't care. Like, my, like Lamar's not going to school, or Lamar's not. Lamar don't have a job, or something like that. And for example, so if I'm moving bad and they start moving bad, it's kind of on my fault because they see how I'm moving. So, so yeah, I say, you know? yeah, my role model. Yeah. So I say siblings, and then just the fact that I have high expectations, high expectations for myself. Cause I don't want to be a bum or something like that. I want to. Like, I see a lot of stuff going for myself in the future. That so that keeps me going. 
yes, uh, the road gets bumpy from me from time to time here and there. Like, I like I'm on a very bumpy road, but still try not fall too deep into the negatives and like the bad, but and still see the positive. But yeah, I, I see I can see everything going good for myself in the future. So that's what keeps me pushing and going. That's good. That's good. Expectations, role modeling. Yeah. Good reasons. I feel like mine are pretty similar to Lamar's. One, I feel like I um I set very high expectations of myself. And I kind of see, you know, when people ask you, what are you gonna do in five years? Like, what are you gonna do in the next 10, 15 years? I feel like I always have that on my mind. Like I have like an ending, like life that I would love to have, like a career, you know, family, like everything that I want to have as a whole. So I'm like, well, if I know if I want this, I want this certain occupation, I want this certain income, I want this certain life, I'm gonna have to do these certain things. Like I can't really take too many days off of my, you know, not trying to, you know, reach these goals. So um, that that really keeps me going. Like in the long run, just every day, you just know you have to. I feel like every day you have to like find a way to get better and not be like stagnant. You know, whether it's like going to work or you know staying active or honestly, it's something simple like getting enough sleep. You know, because that can really um, accumulate. You know, over, over the years. So um, yeah, just just having the high expectations and you know goals for myself that keeps me keeps me going. And I feel like the second would be like my family. Uh, just, I feel like I've always wanted to be in a position that if anybody in my family like needed something, that I'll be able to like provide for them or give something to them. Like say my parents, you know, parents are old and they need me to take care of them. I wouldn't be able to provide for them. Or like I was saying, my early, my nephews or my brother needs something. It wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be breaking my pockets or going out of my way to do something for them because I have that accessibility to do that. So. That's another thing that kind of kind of motivates me, just being able to have, like I said, have that accessibility, have that ability to be able to give back to my family if if possible or if necessary. Yeah, goals and and, and the give back. Um, dang, y'all got good ones. <laughs> I make mine feel like like corny, even though I already know mine are corny. But yeah, I'm telling you, I'll be thinking about all this stuff all the time. My mind continuously running. Over every aspect of my life, I be thinking about all this stuff. That's why I keep like I don't know. I can answer questions very well. It, well, like very like I can answer life questions well. Yeah. Um. For me, so far, like, and I've been like, it just I had that question because like I don't know why, but it just popped in my head like a couple days. I was like, man, like, what keeps you? What what really keeps you going? And like for me, like one thing about me, man, I don't think a lot of people like. Just no, I never really talk about it. I'm a big time like daydreamer. Like, yeah. like, like, like I'll be just thinking about like I probably live like 30 lives in my head. Like I just be thinking about this and that. I'm like, man, doing this, doing that, and it's like you know that's what keeps me going because it's like, man, I want to be able to experience that stuff. You know, not just in my head in the, you know, in real life. I want to be able to do this and that. Um, so yeah, I'm a big like daydreamer. I just uh, I'm a big dreamer. Always, so you know, like, like, anything's possible. Anything's possible. So, like, you like manifesting that life. I wouldn't say almost manifesting because, like, a lot of them I ain't doing nothing to get that daydream to come true. But, <laughs> but, uh, I definitely say, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's like, you know, you just sit there and you, 
you ima- you imagine it and you're just like it'd be you know like at the end of the day it's like why would i want to stop being able to to think about these things and this that I, could possibly happen so do you, you know? uh, do you watch black mirror i've seen I, a couple episodes have you seen that episode where there's the a episode video game huh With the video game um i i i I don't think it's that one, but relax. But uh, there's one where, so if people don't know what how many uh, Hunger Games, Black Mirror is, it's kind of like a futuristic type show. Like it's, I feel like it's so far in the future that like this has never happened, but it's so close that like damn, like this could happen like in my like in my lifetime. Yeah, so. Really? I did do a good job of making it like just near, but like far enough, ideally that you're like this can never happen to make it interesting. But there's an episode where there's people like um, like in a like a retirement home, so like you know these older people that are you know probably on their last years of, of life, um, and what they do is they put like some type of virtual reality and connect them to it, and they allow them to like live other lives. Like they, I feel like they're. I think in the episode it was like well, this one lady. She was like 80 or 90 or something, and in her virtual reality, she was like living her, her. She was living her own reality. She was like 18 or 20, like living like on some island, and like she fell in love and all this, and she was living like her own life, like living her dream job, and then like in the episode it comes back to, it was actually this lady that was in the virtual reality. She's actually like on her deathbed, so. It's actually pretty cool because I mean, I wanted that be a cool thing to do, but that kind of reminded me of it because it kind of allows you to get out of your own reality and I think uh, yeah. with another life. Um, so if y'all do the VR reality, what would you want to live? <laughs> Come on, Lamar, I want to hear what you got. Like where? Like where? <laughs> you know, like just, it, it doesn't have to be where or. It could be when, what, like what, like what would it be, man? Like I you feel like superhero, you want to be? Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I would be three. Huh? I have three, three different realities that right, I think you, of. You say, you say you're three. You say you're three. So one would be TikTok. If I can live, like if I can virtually jump into TikTok. Oh, what? You can dance at home, dude. Know he's saying that for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen yeah, the TikTok Lamar be sitting, so I I I know why. Uh, number two would be like superhero because like a superhero life, like just imagine you live where the world was full of superheroes. You know how dope. Like just think about how cool that'd be, especially if you one on ones with the superhero. Because if you were just a civilian, then nah, that'd be bad. Your house messed up every other month or whatever. And then this might sound weird. But I'm always thinking about a zombie apocalypse. Like, I'm always thinking about that. Like, please, like, let me be in zombie land or something like that. How about I like 95% of like Americans have thought that same thing. <laughs> so I don't think it's weird. Because I definitely thought it too. More extreme. Or you have to worry about other people and crazy people in the world and stuff like that. Just worrying about zombies. Like, I know I'm faster than a zombie. I know I'm smarter than a zombie. It's just. Uh, I gotta be in the all the time. I can't just be clean. Yeah, so Walking Dead zombies or, or World War Z zombies? 
That's crazy. What's yours, Jay? He asked you a question, though, bro. I don't think you heard what me. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. It was a long pause. Uh, so I was like, you know, he said zombies. So I was like, World War Z zombies or the Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead. Uh, you want to do that? I think I've seen a, uh, Nah, I'm trying to walk. And if I do need to run, it's only running because it's a big horde surrounding me. Uh, all right. What about you, Jay? What's your what's your realities? Um, I feel like I would like to go back to like the late eighties, early nineties, like experience that time. Sometimes I feel like I was kind of born in the in the wrong era. I I don't know if I I don't want to say I was born in the wrong era, but I, I feel like I would uh, cause I, I don't know if I'm necessarily born in the wrong era, but I feel like I would like to experience like that nineties. I feel like our culture now is going back to, it was like obviously 80s, 90s, and then it went to like 2000s, like dudes wearing skinny jeans and like, and we still do, but like skinny, skinny jeans, like and, and doing the jerk and stuff. And then we, we went back to like 80s and 90s, like now I feel like that's where we're at again. So I would love to feel, to go back to where like it all originated in that time frame. Like, cause like one of my favorite movies is like Minister Society. <laughs> Oh, this man said he wouldn't be a menace. <laughs> but no, it's just like shows in that, like movies and shows in that era. I feel like that kind of, like obviously that was like the culture our parents lived in. And then I feel like now our culture is reverting back to that same culture. So I would like to see it firsthand. And then another one would be, um, I'm not sure, man. I I feel like that's my only one. I feel like that's the only yeah. Not you don't have, if you don't have three, you don't have because I don't think it's, I could think of three right now. Yeah, me I I feel you on the like the time thing because I'll I'll be like I always want to go back like to the seventies, but then I think of racism and I'll be like ah. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, maybe yeah. I'm like, yeah. But if that was excluded, I'm like yeah, definitely because that that seventy show is like one of my favorite shows. So I always I'm like man to be able to go back in that time would be crazy, but. Yeah, with knowing what was really in that time, I'm good for now. Yeah, I think the 70s is, is a little too far back for me. I think mid-80s is, like, my perfect, and then, like, mid-90s, like, that 10-year span would be, like, my, my sweet spot. The crack, you like, you like. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like, yeah, you know what era you'd be in, you'd be in the crack era. It's right. <laughs> I feel like that that bridges to a Lamar superhero fantasy, man. You see them crackheads, bro. Lamar can do everything. <laughs> you have no mouth like a cat. Picking up fridges on his shoulder and stuff. Like, the... Yeah, right. This was wild. <laughs> so, wait, what was your what's your um reality that you think of wherever you can? Yes, he says seventies, huh? Uh, yeah, I was yeah, I was saying if, if like how would do time thing, yeah, seventies. Uh, my reality, um, that's like, I don't really like think because I mean like most of mine like, hmm, reality, reality. I'd probably be like like a super soldier or something. Like I was <laughs> Captain like, yeah, like man, yeah, yeah. I could be Captain America for like if I would be able to be Captain America for a day or something. I feel like that that'd be that'd be good for me. That'd be enough because. 
yeah, I always wanted to be like not just superhero, but like military, like superhero, like super soldier or something. Okay. So okay, what you bring up Black Mirror? Let me actually So if y'all were able to get being that be put in that perfect reality, like you said, the lady old lady on the deathbed was, if y'all were able to be put in that reality. And y'all, so if you got, you were given the option to either stay in that reality for the, like, live that life for the rest of your life or get pulled out of it, kind of like the, um, like the Matrix, but the opposite, I guess, kind of flip. But if y'all were able to be in, stay in that reality for the rest of your life or get pulled out, what, what decision would y'all make? No, and you know how bad or how good your life is before you jump into reality. So it's, is it any reality I pick or is it already a pre chosen reality? Um, I guess like anything you picked. Anything I pick, I probably like shoot. I probably go to reality where I live like Jay Z's life. Yeah. Yeah, probably. What about you, Jay? Uh, so you're just saying like reality that we would like like to to be in if we could choose. Yeah, like you, you choose like it's like the Black Mirror thing you said. Like you, like you pick the reality that you get in. Oh. But like, and obviously she had a she had to come out. But if you were given the choice to stay or come out, would you choose to stay in it or would you come out? Oh, oh uh, man, I don't know. I feel like I would I would choose to come out because I feel like if I chose to stay, I feel like I would be like restarting my life. You know, like restarting everything. Like say I went in at eighteen. Like all the relationships and memories and everything that I that I built for 18 years, when you go to that new reality, I feel like you're you're having to start over. Like you wasted all that time. But that's my perspective because I feel like also say you have somebody that maybe you know didn't have you know I have feel like I had a pretty good life growing up. But say you have somebody that lived in an abusive household and they were neglected and, you know, they live their life, you know, house to house and they went into that reality. Maybe they want to stay in there. Maybe they want to stay in that, in that, in that virtual reality because it'll be better than their actual reality. And they won't have, they wouldn't want to go back. Like there's nothing for them to go back to. But for me, I feel like I would definitely want to go back to my actual life. Like it'd be cool to visit different realities, but I feel like I definitely want to revert back to my, my reality. Yeah, I feel that. But if you give me a reality where I'm like 6'4", I'm staying. No, nah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> if you give me a reality where I'm like 6'9", or something, I'm staying. Yeah, I'm, bro. I ain't I'm coming good. back. Y'all not going to see me again, bro. Yeah, I'm bad. You know what, bro? Just don't ever unplug it. Keep, keep it in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, circling back to like life and everything i got another question for y'all so like what's something you feel like like someone should have warned you about early in life yeah what's something you feel like somebody should have warned you about in life like you'd be early you can be late but like what's something you feel like you 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 didn't know you didn't learn about or this and that and somebody should have like warned you and you never warned you you never knew any better i will say for me that not everybody is going to think like you or have the same like mental level as you and that's not i'm not saying like educational wise i'm saying like deeper than that because i i still struggle with 
understanding that people may not think or have the same mindset or see things how I see it. Like I expect a lot of like, I expect what like say I'm like I'm growing, I'm doing this and moving forward mentally and stuff like that. But someone else might not be able to understand or see where I'm coming from because like they just they're their own person. They think how they think type of thing. So I feel like if I learned that better or more or was like introduced to it at a younger age, being now is is something I already knew about or whatever. So I feel like that's something for me. Yeah. For me, I don't necessarily think I don't know that somebody warned me or not about this. I feel like maybe my parents might have told me this, but but I guess I could maybe listen to them or I guess one myself. But besides the fact, I feel like one thing I feel like it would be would be um so I feel like growing up sometimes I thought about what people felt like what, what people cared about too much not necessarily like how I felt how they felt about me but I feel like sometimes I didn't want to step on toes because uh like I didn't want to lose friends sometimes so like I didn't want to like for instance like in school or like in high school uh I just felt like I was kind of I want to be everybody like, I, I want I didn't want anybody not to like me you know what I mean so yeah. there's sense there's sometimes it's not that like I used to you know, kissing anybody's butt or anything like that. But that's why I had really close friends sometimes where I should have told them, like, hey, bro, you should really be doing this or you really shouldn't be doing this. And even though, you know, they might not, you know, want to stick around or might not want to, you know, maybe look at me a different way, think I'm trying to, you know, embud, like, butt in, in their life and, you know, get in their personal space or whatever. But I feel like I could have been a little bit more open with that just so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying is coming from a genuine place, and if they can't see that, then maybe they shouldn't be around. But if they do see that, man, maybe it'll help them, and you know we can we can move forward from that. But it's I mean I feel like that's minor, but I just feel like somebody could have warned me that no matter you, know, you should always do like right by people regardless of if you think they're gonna uh, not accept it or not. If that makes any sense? Yeah, that's deep. Um. Shoot, for me, probably to warn me of, probably, like, man, I wish somebody warned me about, like, the, the, the physical side of stress. Like, man, the, the physical results you get from being stressed out. Yeah. And then, and, the, and also the mental, just, like, because, you know, we always warned of, like, uh, you know, I don't want to say, like, mental problems, but, like, you know, just the bad side of things and stuff, but you never, like, we really warned on, like, how how much it can affect you, like, it just affects your, like, every day of how everything weighs on you, and, uh, yeah, just, like, the stress of everything in general, like, how you can be so, so just um, out of it because you got all this, and then, like, physically, man, like, the fact that you can, like, man, my back be hurting and, you know, my shoulder be out. I'll be like, man. And, like, people be like, man, yeah, man, it's because you're stressed. I'm like, man, what? But, no, that goes back to, like, how, like, what Jay told me. We talked about this previously. Like, do stuff to get yourself, like, do stuff for your, like, do stuff that helps you, like, get yourself out that slump, really. And, like, disrupt your life. Cause like, like I won't say I'm stressed, but like I'm like I say I'm in a slump, and like when I do I'm doing the different stuff I do, that's like very, very beneficial for me. It actually helps. 
and I can say it a lot, it, it's chipping away from that slumpness or stress, what you want to call it. So I like, like Jay said, like I say, like find something that you find enjoyable, like even challenging. Like that's kind of the route I took, take the challenging route, but challenging as far as like leisure challenging. Yeah. Just find something that take you out that stress. Yeah, and like kind of to, I guess, second off what everybody was saying, add like a, I guess, a second part to mine. I guess like the awareness of mental, like mental health. So I guess that kind of piggybacks off of everybody else's. You know, we talked about this before, previous podcast, but we don't really see um, like mental awareness, or well, at least growing up, we didn't see it more now, but like the like mental awareness in like the black community. So just, just being aware of like your own mental health and I wish somebody kind of would have taught me like how to deal with it. I want to know you're not okay. I want to know you need to talk to somebody. I want to know you need to like vent. Cause I feel like I naturally, I do that through playing sports, like playing basketball now, like, you know, playing sports, like working out. And now I'm looking at, looking at it. Like that was my stress leader. Like say, cause we used to have like basketball, you know, after school, basketball fourth period. I used to be stressed all day at school and we go to basketball class and like all that stress just goes away. So I feel like growing up, that's just kind of naturally how it happened. And now I'm kind of just using that same, that same form. But back then I didn't know that. I just thought that I like, you know, like playing sports. I just liked, it just made me happy. It was fun. But now that I'm seeing that it really kept my body and my mind at like equilibrium. Like when I play basketball, it's kind of let that stress out. When I play sports or ran track, it kind of let that stress out. My my mind and everything was like healing through that. And like, you, you don't really see it until you get older. You're like, damn, like, it wasn't just a sport. Like, you know, people say, oh, this sport is like my life. Like this sport, like this sport, um, like have you ever seen those Nike shirts that says like basketball saved my life? And I don't know about necessarily that, but like sometimes, you know, sports can or the you know, stuff you do while you're younger can, you know, kind of kind of help while you're growing up. So I wish somebody would have kind of just sat me down and, and told me that so I could realize it at, at, a, at a younger age, though. But better late than never. Yeah, that's self-awareness. I feel like it's, it's better, like, when you realize you're going through it or, like, you're aware that you're not really in a good place. Because if someone's telling you, you're kind of brushing it off. But if you have that self-awareness for yourself, that's when okay the improvement or the I guess the steps or process can begin for you to improve and better yourself versus someone telling you you're gonna kind of not pay no mind you're not gonna really see it. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, dang, now I forgot what I was gonna say. But yeah, yeah. When it comes to like stuff like that, I just feel like we're more like you know growing up you you know more you're more worried warned about like drugs and alcohol and everything. But they never really tell you, like, you know, hey, man, you're going you, you, you to work out, you're going to work a full-time job, and, and you have people wanting this and that, and you have all these responsibilities, and it's going to be hard on you, you know? Versus there's like, hey, man, just don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, everything I use this trial and error, like, like you got to, sometimes you got to figure stuff out, and sometimes you didn't know it's a problem until you go through it. Yeah, that's true. But y'all got any other questions? 
No, that was that was good, man. That, that was a good good combo. I like that. He got active, man. He did hit us with, and he had some good questions. Some like great questions. Great questions. Deep questions. I wish I had more. I think I forgot some, but. Hey, we always we always do a part two, man. Yeah, that's part two. Sounds sound like a part two coming soon. Sound like a part two coming. Let's do it. Oh yeah, we, we can get that set up. But nah, though, for real though, I uh, appreciate you because yeah, you are one of my like like you one of the ones in my circle that I be talking like I'm talking about. So I'm I, I've been wanting to get you on here because I was like I got everybody on here but you and like it was like perfect timing too when you hit me up because I was like. I was like literally thinking like a couple of days ago, like what, like I need to get Cam on here. I need Cam on here. And then you texted me. I was like, hey, that's like, it's perfect. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, for real. And then like I told Jay, I told Jay too. So I was like, yeah, we got to get get you on here. Cause usually he told me yesterday and I was like, well, let's do it. We can do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> People tell us they want to get on here or like we say when to get somebody on here and like the timing doesn't work out. We don't really get them on here for like, until like a week or two later or like later down the line but like once you told me i was like, all right because i was thinking about getting on here like i said and then once you told me you wanted to be on here so i was like, all right, he really wanted to do this like, let's make it happen and i look we doing it the next day type of thing yeah so yeah active. i appreciate you let's get active man yeah appreciate it though always because i always like see i was like man i was like i always been wanting to do a podcast and i was like i'm already on a podcast and i was like shoot let me get on. It was like the first day I met. I had some free time, so it was like worked out perfect. No, fast. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. So. You did. So I, I did the last time. So I'm gonna let you do it this time, James. Ah, my pleasure. Well, <laughs> Lamar, Cam, Blueman. <laughs> what are we about to do, y'all? Hey, man, let's get active. Let's get active, man. Let's get active. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's get active. So, so next time. So stand, boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do?